Again, everybody, welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and with me tonight, I have the safety net of the show, the glue that holds it all together. It's coming in clutch. Kalai, how you doing? Good. How's everybody tonight? I am. I am. I'm excited. You good? I'm glad. You know what? You're, you're already saving the day. I was about to just freaking run off on a tangent without even hitting the record button. So, I, I mean, I, I got it on my end uh, on the back backup recording, but it doesn't do any good if I didn't record on the on the on the front up recording kind of back up front. Of, I don't know. All right, and then we have uh, basically, I mean, the, the most reliable third chair on the roster. We got Matt G. How you doing, brother? What's up? How we doing? Man, you have just been all over the podcast world lately, dude. You've been—I uh, I heard you on Trophy Horrors the other day. You've been—you've been coming over here with us a good bit. You're freaking uh, knocking it out with the Driftcast, man. You're basically the the the, the man of the hour these days. So. I, I like to fill in holes where they need to be filled. Whoa, hey! <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we're not going to touch that one. Uh, so this is Loot Bros Podcast. We are your general gaming and nonsense podcast. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping. Oh my gosh, I just got a trophy. Make, make you lose control. I paused the game and a trophy popped like 30, 45 seconds later. So we'll take that. Uh, this is a, a gaming podcast. We do lots of gaming related stuff, but that's not all we do. We've got a Patreon. You go to Patreon dot com slash loot bros podcast or go to the show notes i always put links in there you can follow our patreon get involved for as little as a dollar we've got extra episodes uh you monthly episodes of you guys podcast the the uh, loot bros Driftcast, where you guys come together and talk about all the delicious nintendo news you guys had a full menu this week uh or this past week rather um, and then we have the Loot Bros Comic Cast, where myself and some co-hosts get together and talk about comic books. One of those co-hosts is a comic book artist. So, yes, there's always that good stuff. Uh, and then every now and again, we sprinkle in some other stuff. We do a Super Loot Bros podcast each and every month that you get with your $1 tier. We also have a $5 tier where you can get in on the Patreon where we have our all the podcasts I just talked about. And we have our monthly deep dive. This coming deep dive is going to be Kalai's favorite game, game of the year, some would say. WWE 2K22. Do you smell what Kalai is cooking? <laughs> what? So I, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about that one. I think we're going to have a good time. Uh, you, uh, Joe, and myself will be getting together to lay the smack down. So know your role. And shut your mouth. All right. Yeah, we got lots of good Patreon stuff. And you can always get in at the top tier, $25 tier. And you can challenge us to play a game. Uh, so we do have a entrant in October's. You 
Well, it was called uh, Pledge is Pledge now. We're at the top tier of the, of the Patreon. And I cannot reveal who the host is or the game is yet, but I do know it's coming and I'm excited about it. Wait, what? Somebody, somebody's getting a new game? Somebody's getting a game in October. So. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Any hints? Hints. Um, they're not here tonight. Okay, not me. <laughs> <laughs> not it. <laughs> so, all right. Um, outside of that, you, know, you guys just follow us on uh, our social medias. We got the Instagram, Facebook page, the Discord group. Um, we have a Facebook group and we have our YouTube. All those places are places you can contact us or you can write into the show at the Loot Bros Podcast at gmail.com. That's all the housekeeping, with the exception of one last thing I meant to say this earlier. And you guys, actually, since you can see me on the camera, not not the audience cannot. Where the freak is that at? I want to deal with them. I lost them. So that sound is him playing in a drawer, not his pants. I mean, <laughs> leave things up to the imagination, Cole. I don't spoil it for everybody. I've got. Well, this, it doesn't make very good conversational podcast with you rattling around in the Here background, there, Here buddy. We Here we go. Yeah, if I turn the light on or put fans on, these things might yeah make things might change things. So we have a partner with the show. It is Ted's Collectibles. You can find the description links, all that good stuff in the show notes. But Ted's Collectibles uh, make these very awesome. You guys can see it in the camera. The listeners are going to have to use their imagination, but they make these awesome um, playing cards, your trading cards uh, over your bet, your favorite, your best whatever you choose, uh, platinum and uh, achievements, trophies, things of that nature. And I got a handful of them. I'm showing you guys right now. Look at this. Boom. Call of Duty Ghost, baby. But you can go to Ted's Collectibles. Use the um, promo code, the Loot Bros, and get 10% off your order. Uh, I posted pictures of these on our various socials. These things are awesome, man. Like you, uh, you get these awesome Pokemon style trading cards. It has the logo from the game that you played whatever trophy you know logo you decided mine were all platinums because that's how I roll and then it has stats on there rarity uh, the date you earned it and the hours it took you plus your five star rating um pretty excellent stuff pretty nice high quality cards so if you're into trading cards and you want to have a nice little uh, keepsake for your digital goods Ted's Collectibles is the way to go. So, all right, that is all of the housekeeping news. By the way, uh, tr- true, uh, true fact that those cards do increase your EP. EP, that's right, that's right. Actually, so it's funny you bring up the EP. Okay, there's a conversation that needs to be had about it. So, a lot of us like to, you know, measure our EP by the amount of trophies and achievements we collect. I hear Sadik has been really laying the gauntlet down on the Steam side. He has. I was really surprised because JT was like, oh, read out the, 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 yeah, the read list. The I'm going to win. I'm going to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was listening to the episode and I thought that was pretty, pretty awesome. By the way, thank you guys for covering last week. Uh, but yeah, so you, you can measure your EP with the digital goods. But did you know that with Ted's collectible cards, you can measure your EP in real life with a real card? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's going to listen to this. What did, what did I pay for? He's going to be like, wait a second. Wait, don't be mentioning your PP with my cards. What are you doing? Uh, what, it would be really funny if he made a special Loot Bros um, run of cards that on the side of the card actually has increments in inches <laughs> and centimeters. We would have to have the poop sock. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> There you go, Ted. Hey, you can have that idea. I'll let you. That one's that one's on me. So, all right, here we go, guys. Each and every week, we open up the show with a toast. We like to start things off toasting to our Patreon producers, MZ Nitro. My name is Effing Mayo, and Sadik, the uh, obviously the king of the uh, Steam Epeen. So, and we also like to toast to things that are good in gaming. So, we had a lot of big conferences. I say conferences. We had a lot of state of plays, Nintendo directs. There was this weird ID at Xbox thing where they do this weird. I don't know if you guys watched it. It wasn't great. No, I didn't. Um, UB, UB Forward happened. So there's a lot of, uh, of gaming news, a lot of cool things coming out. And we're getting ready to hit that game season of the year where a lot of stuff starts dropping. So there's a lot of cool things to toast to. You guys got anything you want to celebrate? Yes. I would like to celebrate my new Lord and Savior, Tide Howard. Oh my gosh. Did he actually fix one of his games? Oh, no, no, no. I just bought Skyrim for the fifth time. Oh my God. <laughs> you <laughs> pledged your allegiance again. You I gave did. him your tithe. <laughs> I did. And somebody said something about, I'm just helping him take over the world. Maybe. Maybe. How do you feel about that, Matt? How do you feel about Todd Howard taking over the world? So... Ply and I are having this conversation about who's bought Skyrim more these days, and she's telling me how well it plays on the Steam Deck, and that you know there's she bought the enhanced version on the uh, on Fanatical. So I asked her, "How much is Todd Howard paying you, Kali? Because <laughs> I feel like I'm being I feel like there's a sales pitch going on that you know. I just Kali's getting some extra money in the back on the yeah. back end. That's right. That's right. He's, he, so she gets her bugs and glitches fixed uh, early on those day one patches, where everybody else has got to wait a couple years. So it's so funny. I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and people were talking just about the new Fallout seventy six update and how busted and broken it is. And they're like, "This is at this point, just put it out to, to the pasture. Just just put her down." Not my words, theirs. So. All right, well, then let's crack it open and celebrate. Get it, clock. I'm seeing you. <laughs> you can actually see it this time any, on the... Any second. Oh, get it, get it. So I actually drank my Monster early tonight. It was crazy. I was thinking, my wife and I were trying to make plans on what to do tonight. I was like, I'm busy. I got something to do. She said, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know, actually. It's been such a wild week. I don't even remember what I had going on. And then so I cracked my monster robe and I ate, I had it with dinner. Get ready to put the kids to bed. And then I see messages pop up. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I'm going to be putting the kids to bed. I'm supposed to be recording. Like, I forgot it was Thursday. Like, I don't know what day I thought it was. I guess Monday again. But it has been it has been a wild, wild week. Mortgage business flipped on its head yesterday. Freaking douchebag feds. So uh, it's been it's been it has been quite crazy. But I have managed to play a few games. So I'm actually going to start us off this week. If you guys wow. don't mind, you guys good with wow. that? I know. Usually I bring up the rear, 
But I've been playing a couple games this week that I really want to talk about. I'm super stoked. I've been doing the eBay thing a little bit. So, you know, I've been kind of like dabbling, going through my collection, kind of waning things down. And, you know, as I've said before, uh, PSP and Vita are like non-negotiables. I'm keeping all those. Anything in my Resident Evil collection, I'm keeping. Any of my comic book stuff, I'm keeping. Outside of that, it's kind of like, let me let me see like really how important things are to me. So PS4, PS5, PS3 games, I don't want to get rid of those. But if the money's right, you know what I'm saying, I'll consider it. So I, I, I parted ways with my copy of Godzilla. I don't know if I told you guys about this. That junk sold on eBay for $150-something, like $154. Did you guys know that Godzilla on PS4 was that rare and that expensive? Wow. How much did you pay for it? Um, I paid a hundred bucks for a PS4 with uh like eight or ten games, and it was just one of them. Still have the PS4. And all the other games. So not much. Um, but what's crazy is I started going through my collection of of games, and and the only reason I wanted to I even thought about parting with Godzilla is because the trophy list is bored. Like it's it's glitched. So I, that game came out early PlayStation 4 generation. I started playing it. Couldn't get all the trophies then. Tried it again a few years later. Couldn't get all the trophies then. Certain things just, they won't unlock. They won't pop. Started a new game. I was like, nope, I'm not doing this. This game's busted. And I let it go. So that being said, I started looking through and seeing what was like, what are the more expensive games that I own? And I came across a game called Splatterhouse. You guys ever played that? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I own it on PS3. Um, you know, on eBay, they're going anywhere between 50 to 80 bucks. You know, and it's one of those games that I, I picked up for at the flea market for like a dollar, three dollars at the max. I don't typically buy them if they're over three dollars. Yeah. And I, I picked it up and I was like, oh, man, this is cool. Um, but I never I've never played it. It's been sitting on my shelf forever. And I was like. Going through my list of stuff, I was like, man, this game's worth, you know, I can get some money out of this game. I should probably play it. And if I hate it, or maybe I'm on the fence about it, I might be able to part with it, you know? I put this game in and I am loving this freaking game. Like, I am, I am surprised. It's so jank and so. I, what, are you, what are your thoughts on it, man? It's it so my first um experience with the series was Splatterhouse Two, which arguably I think has a couple extra features than one has. I'm surprised somebody with your background that you've never even touched it before. Cause that game is a classic. <laughs> it is. It is. It, it, you know, I I'm really I got I've been trying to figure myself out, right? I've got I've got the, my taste and you guys know, like there are certain games that are just Daryl freaking games. And then the games that I love and the games that I think kind of like appeal to me aren't always the games I play due to various time constraints, the way that I set my game gaming up in the house. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very convoluted and stupid. And even I don't know who I am anymore. So that being said, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, there are certain games that I've got on my list that I've owned forever, but I've never played. And this is one of them. I was like, you know what? I'm putting it in. I'm playing it. And this is a Daryl freaking game. Like it is. It's got the the markings and the trappings of like a Suda 51 grasshopper game. You know what I'm saying? Like some killer is dead. Some shadows of the damned. 
It's got really campy writing. It's got, I mean, your main character, he wears a bone mask from Satan that turns him into this John Cena style character with freaking jean shorts and a wallet chain. And it's a Devil May Cry style, like hack and slash, like freaking, this is awesome. And everything explodes into buckets of blood. (laughs) It's just, it's awesome. It's got like a little bit of a cell shaded aspect to it. So it's like a little cartoony, but not really quite. And it's just, I'm loving this game. And it reminds me of, it reminds me of so many games. So I'm going to compare it to a lot of games. So if you like Devil May Cry, play Splatterhouse. If you like Killer is Dead and Shadows of the Dam, play Splatterhouse. If you like, um, there was another one I was going to mention earlier. Um, but it, it's, it's got like these, these, these trappings of other games and things that reminds me of it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I like this about it. I like this about it. I like this about it. It's so cool. And then the aspects or the, 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 the perspectives will change. So you're your third person hack and slash game. And then all of a sudden it's a 2D side scroller beat em up. You know, because the level that you're playing with very saw inspired like level design. And it's just, and it, it reminds me of the darkness. That was the other game I was looking for. Like, because in the darkness, the, the demons talk to you, you know, and they have dialogue and they say like really crappy and campy things or whatever. In this game, the mask is very much like a venom style symbiote relationship with you. And it's talking to you and talking crap to you, telling you to look out for things. I mean, it's just, it's so cool. Like this game is, it uh, it's my kind of game. I don't know. <laughs> I just freaking love it. So I've been playing that. I'm actually playing that right now. Just kind of like, not really taking it serious. I'm just doing and just killing stuff. You know, like well, earlier I, I popped a trophy. It was, you know, a hundred kills in my little, uh, in, well, in my little power up form or whatever and i'm just i'm just digging it it's 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 a fun game to play there's some challenge levels and things of that nature i don't know that i'm going to go for the platinum in it but i tell you what i'm not selling it like this game is staying on the shelf this one's mine forever so i'm um, glad i looked into it another game i've been playing and this one i was sending some screenshots into the uh into our discord group last night is i was playing dragon ball evolution on the psp have you guys ever heard of that no i am not a dragon ball fan so i know the movie and i know that they came out with some even worse video games on it so (laughs) so check it out this game is a it's a 2d fighter well maybe two and a half oh maybe it's i can't remember does a perspective change or not only actually fault two or three times We'll say a 2D fighter, and it's got like a decent art style. You know, they're it's it's not bad. Kind of reminds me of like a little bit of a Tekken kind of thing. Not not quite. Um, the game actually plays well. The fighting is actually pretty good, but it has like a visual novel kind of story thing going on. You know, th- throughout like the dialogue is lots of heavy, intensive dialogue or whatever going on in the game. And I don't like Dragon Ball. I don't, I've never, I've never watched. I've caught some clips or some, seen some things here and there over the years, but I never actually sat down and watched like a Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z. Um, I own the movie, but I picked up at the flea market in like a, you know, five for three buck kind of thing or whatever. And I've never watched the movie, obviously, but this apparently takes place 
after the movie or during the movie is it's 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 very inspired by the movie and the movie apparently sucked. So I expected this game to suck, but I picked it up in a lot of and one of my little Facebook deals or whatever this week. And I was just looking for a PSP game to play and I looked up how long to beat. I was like, oh, two hours to beat this game. It's a little fighter, you know, with a story, whatever. I'll play that. And that's something to do while I'm watching TV with the wife. And if it's trash, I'll get to talk about it. It's cool. So it's totally out of left field for me. But I started sending screenshots because one of them, I, you know, from the little visual novel story part, just some random person asked if you farted. <laughs> and I was just like, yes, this is this is great. This is already better than I expected. Um, so, yeah, you know, that's it, the gateway drug. It is. It is. It is. So, you know, first Dragon Ball Z and then, uh, you know, giant enemy boobs. There you go. And tentacles and weird, you know, weird stuff. Well, you know what? I'll just throw my arms back and run with my head down everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, play a little bit of that. I picked up some really cool stuff. I picked up that Monster Hunter Freedom on the PSP. I I own Freedom Unite or, Free, or Freedom Unite 2 already. I picked that one up. And uh, so I don't know. I've been kind of dabbling. I've been really just, you know, there's something, there's a, there's, there's a series of shows I want to do, guys. And I don't know who the best co-host to lean on for each one of these are. So I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to put it out there for the audience, too. I've been, like, going through one of my little nostalgic phases again, playing a lot of retro stuff. And, you know, I, I freaking live in my Vita. I mean, I always play my Vita, but I've been picking up the PSP a lot. And I did some traveling last week. I had to go to Mich- Michigan on business. So I was on a bunch of different planes. And then I was in my hotel room all week long by myself because you know, everyone that was supposed to go with me on the trip had had to bail. So I brought like I brought my Switch, I brought my Vita, and I brought my PSP. And I was just kind of playing a, a, an amalgamation of games. Wait, and why did you bring your Switch? You, all you do is tell me how much you hate the Switch. Because I want to love it. That's why I keep buying games for it. I want to like it. I want I want it to click, Kali. I want I wanted to put the the Switch is a it's an awesome handheld. It's an awesome console. It just there's little things about it that drive me nuts, like the button configuration mainly, and the fact there's no trophies. But like, I really do want to like it. Like, and a lot of times I'm just kind of ribbing you guys too, giving you a hard time. But either way, I brought the switch, um, and I was hoping that I'd fall in love with it. Didn't happen. That's okay. We'll try again. Um. But I was playing my PSP, and there's something about when it turns on that the sound that it makes, the nostalgia that just blows up inside me. It's like, oh my god, I freaking love the PSP so much. And I want to do a show, whether it's the main show or it's the or it's one of the 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 Patreon shows. I want to talk about PSP games with someone who knows PSP. You know, I want to talk about Vita with somebody who knows Vita, like somebody who knows it like I know it. PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4. Xbox OG, Xbox 360. I mean, nobody really knows Xbox One. They didn't have anything. But I would like to talk about games with people. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. But um, you know what I'm saying? I kind of want to go through like a series. Whether we do it on the main show or Patreon, I'll take you know feedback from anyone, co-hosts and listeners. But I would love to do almost like a top five, top ten breakdown of what was the best and then almost like a top five top ten of what we love the most i know we've done some stuff like that with like time frames and eras you know what i'm saying like 2000 2010 2010 2020 kind of thing but i want to do something like really deep into some of these games that 
people maybe didn't know about. And uh, man, that PSP has just been hitting lately. So um, the only other thing I've been playing um, this week, and I'm going to talk about it a little more later, it would be The Last of Us Remastered on PS4. So all the hype of the new Last of Us coming out, the new version of The Last of Us coming out, and listening to people talk about it, review it, you know, kind of re-going through the story. I was like, man, I really kind of want to jump into that again. And it was the right time. It was good. I haven't played the game since it came out on PS3. And uh, so it's been it's been good. It's been good. So, All right, Matt, you want to jump in next and we'll let uh, Clive bring up the rear? Sure. Uh, I've got four main games that I've been going through right now. First up, uh, to pitch the Loop Rose Game of the Month Club, mm-hmm. I finished up the DLC for Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I'm going to rely on my memory to talk about that when that comes around, but I really, it took, I took the opportunity to actually go through and push myself through the DLC because I started and stopped it a bunch of times. And again, I just love that freaking game. It, everything about it. And I don't want to go too deep into it because we'll talk about it in the future, but the stuff that the DLC adds, as well as just having another area to explore is just so much fun to me i'm i was excited when that game came out i was excited when the dlc came out i was excited when it came out for the uh ps5 the the director's cut upgrade it's just everything about that game is beautiful heck yeah i've got i've got to install haven't jumped into it yet so you haven't touched it at all no 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 i i there's a couple games i'm in the middle of that i kind of wanted to get through before i jumped into that one and uh so I've got it installed, but I've got it installed on, I've got, so uh, anyways, I've got it installed over here so that when I'm actually sitting in my recliner with the surround sound on, I can play it. Okay. It, it, I have like a, there's position that I play games in where I can do things in the background. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The position, you get it. <laughs> oh, and then there's games I play in the bedroom. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> well, the wife's preoccupied with her trashy TV. Goes to Tsushima. I can't do in those places. So that is in my actual game position to where I need to pay attention. So starting that this weekend. What was really interesting when I was playing on the PS4? Anytime I went to fast travel, kind of like the same thing with Horizon Forbidden West compared to Zero Dawn. As I'm fast traveling, I'd have to pull out the phone and wait for the game to load. But on the PS5, <laughs> oh, okay, I'm there. Time I'm there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, playing through that. Same in a similar vein, I'm going back through Spider-Man Remastered for the PS5 Good. just because I love that game too. And Spider-Man's my homeboy. Like Batman's your homeboy. So it's just, it, I've waited so long for such a good Spider-Man game. Then moving on with the spider theme a game actually just came out today called spider heck what which is i'm tr- imagine you're a spider and you could fight with guns and lightsabers i dig it Clyde, you know you know stick fight right yeah of course yeah so spider heck is just stick fight with spiders ah uh. It's basically, you, it could be you and up to three of your friends in a battle royale state, and it's a very quick kill them all 
type of game where you have to defeat your friends and you get a point for the match and then it goes to the next stage and you rinse repeat until like somebody has 10 points but it's all very bombastic it's all neon colored as a spider you get to flip around the stage like your spider-man so you can do like crazy maneuvers to escape your friend's lightsabers or guns or whatnot. And they've got all sorts of modifiers. It literally just came out today and we've already put like an hour into it because it's so much fun. Sweet. And finally it came out on game pass, but I'm probably going to buy it is a game called metal Hellsinger. Oh yeah. I was talking about, Eh, Oh, you want to talk about top five games I've been waiting for this year. This game has it all. It's a solid first-person shooter. It It's similar to another game out there called Bullets Per Minute, where you have to shoot to the beat of the song, but that this game has some serious music backing to it, where lead singers from Trivium, Arch Enemy, Lamb of God, System of a Down, they all contributed vocals to the game. So as you kill on the beat, it increases your multiplier. And as your multiplier increases, it adds different elements to the song. So first starts out basic drums, then it adds the guitar riff, then some bass, then some drums, uh, and then some more drums. And then finally, at the highest level, you get the vocals to the track. And when it all clicks, I there's no other game I've played this year that gets my adrenaline going to play. So... It's just the music's right, the action's right, the controls are tight. You know, I wouldn't say they're as tight as like Doom 2016 or Doom Eternal, but they're there. It has all the mechanics. It's a little short. It's only got eight levels, but every time you complete a level, you get three challenges per level, such as kill 50 demons in the allotted time or kill 50 bit, you know, eight behemoths in the allotted time. And what that does is it unlocks sigils you can use to empower your gameplay, like your multiplier decays slower, or as you switch weapons, the first four shots doesn't take any sort of ammo. So it's, there's depth to the game. And of course there's three different difficulty levels and each difficulty level has its own leaderboard. So as you kill and you get scores at the end of the level, it'll tell you how you rank compared to other players who've completed it. So if, if there's any part of you that enjoys the, uh, the leaderboard challenge of trying to get the best score you could, there's your hook. But for me, it's just the music. It, it all just goes so well together, but that's really all I've been playing this week. Sweet. What have I been playing? So, Jim, I got Jim into Gunfire Reborn, which I got into through Matt. It's a uh, looter shooter that's fantastic. We've been playing that. Um, It's like a roguelike shooter shooter. That's the best way to put it. A lot of fun. I also bought the Starlight Bundle on uh, Humble Bundle. Which has a lot of like, um, it's a lot of the Star Wars stuff, which I'm not big into Star Wars. So originally I wasn't going to get the actual deal, but somebody pointed out that for $10, not only do you get all those games, you get for Steam, you get the uh, FX3 Marvel tables and the FX3 Star Wars tables, pinballs. So I 
been playing pinball as well because I'm a big fan of pinball. And then I've been listening to a new audiobook called Chains uh World of Chains. It's about this gentleman who steals eight million euros and then has to go into hiding for a couple of years. And he does that by booking a two year vacation in an MMO where you're physically put well, you're mentally put into the game. That's amazing. <laughs> it, it's it's actually really good. It's unaudible. I won all three books. It's part of the Sound Booth Theater uh, group, which I absolutely love. If you guys really want something really funny to listen to, I'm going to plug this right now. Dungeon Crawling Carl. Uh, Dungeon Crawling Carl is a book about the world uh, basically collapses uh, because our planet gets mined for the resources. But there's a world dungeon that that people go into. And if you complete it, you have the chance to win over your world. And um, it's about a guy who goes in there with his cat. The cat eats a pet biscuit and becomes sentient. Her name is Princess Donut. And they fight all of these monsters. Sweet. Yeah. And of course, you know who's part of the Sound Booth Theater? Nope. Our man, Ed, who helped us learn how to audit, edit. Oh, okay. Yeah, he does, okay. he does some of this. So I'm listening to this World of Chains, and this guy's in here, and he's like, he created this bard. He had all this money. His plan was to go into this world and just basically go into taverns, gamble, drink for two years and have fun. But he forgot to send in his passport to access his money. And so now he has no no use of his money. So now he's a level one bard who cannot fight because he had no plan of fighting. And now he has to make money. And it's actually really funny. It's actually really funny. I'm really enjoying it. But that That's got awesome. me thinking. That got me thinking. I really need to. I really want to play an MMO. I'm like, no, wait, no, no, I don't want to play an MMO. MMOs are stupid. I want to play Skyrim, which is where I was going with this. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay, yeah. So I'm like, well, I have it on 360, but no, no, I don't want to play that. I've never finished that game. Um, I mean, it's on Game Pass. Yeah, but you know, I don't want to really play it on Game Pass. I'm sure there's other places. I have it on Switch. I kind of want to play it portable so I could play it anywhere. That's not a bad idea. I have it on VR, but you know what? I, I'm i having knee problems, back problems. Not a good place to play it. I need to play it on my Steam Deck, so I need to buy it again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like texting Matt. I'm like, Matt, I'm, I bought Skyrim again. He's like, are you trying to help Todd Howard take over the world? So That's amazing. How much is he paying you? He's paying me in games. <laughs> That's not how that works, Kalai. <laughs> so, how far did you get into it th- today when you started? Well, funny story. So, I'm playing it on the Steam Deck. Um, and of course, I got the anniversary edition. Right now, for the next seven days, the anniversary edition is on sale through Fanatical for a whole $22 as opposed to $50 on Steam. So I bought it on that. Anybody that wants that cares. And it detected ultra settings with the Steam Deck. And I was like, that's really awesome. That's really powerful. And then I remembered this game's really 10 years old. So it really isn't that impressive. (laughs) (laughs) It's got those God rays. Yeah. So I'm like playing it while it's draining the battery like crazy. And now I'm texting Matt. I'm like, wow. And it's draining the battery like crazy. He's like, yeah, you're probably going to have to turn down the settings. So I was trying to figure out how to turn down the settings. You can't turn down the settings. 
in Skyrim. Hmm. Believe it or not. So it's ultra or nothing. There's, I'm telling you, there's no place in the settings in Skyrim for me to reset the, the visuals. I swear to God, Kali, if I come over there and find that there's a place to change the settings, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> so now, now I'm like, oh, God damn it, because it's, 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 it really does drain the battery quickly. I think I went through, I had it at full when I began with, I played it for 10 minutes on my break, 30 minutes at lunch, and then 10 minutes. And it, it's, I was, I think when I got home, I was at like 40% battery left. Gee. So. I'm thinking um, of a joke. Yeah, I'm up to level five. I now have the ability to uh, yell at things. I was playing today, and I got to the point in the game where I got the dragon board. I killed the first dragon, and they and you know you get back to White Run, and the the actual like gray beards or whatever they're called yell for you. And at that point, the game crashed. I was like, "Yep." Good old Skyrim, says the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm texting Jim, and I was like, oh, God, I heard lightning in the game. And then when I got back in, it rained and it accepted that. That was good. I was like, oh, the rain today, honey, crashed my game. Like, in real life or in the game? I'm like, in the game. <laughs> Matt is currently looking up how, how if I'm an idiot. Am I right? No, I, I will give you the benefit of the doubt and not correct you in front of everybody. <laughs> I, I said to God, I was like, I'm sitting here. I'm like, okay, settings. Like, I literally am looking at the the system settings right now. Let's see. Hold on a second. Settings. Mod in real time. Settings. Gameplay display and audio display. Brightness HUD. Uh, actor. Something. Item something. Object something. Grow something. Crosshairs. Dialogue, depth of field. I read that. I have my regular glasses on, so I can't read anything. <laughs> this is thrilling audio for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you podcast. Hey, we like to keep our uh, listeners on their toes. Are That's they going right. to get something exciting? Are they going to get a poop story? Or are they just going to get us reading a menu? <laughs> Hey, real talk. I almost pooped my pants before the show. <laughs> Again? <laughs> yeah, so um, right before the show, uh, my son came downstairs to get a bottle of water after I put him to bed. And I was grabbing my drink. And I was like, he was like, uh, I need a bottle of water. I was like, there's already one in your room. He's like, I drank it. And then I was like, no, you didn't. Because I literally just hung clothes up from doing his laundry. And I was like, you didn't know. And I strained and uh, did my, like this. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that was almost an accident. I got to be careful. <laughs> Just came out of nowhere. <laughs> that's what she said. Oh. <laughs> all uh, right. That's all I've been playing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, then let's look at our leaderboards. Uh, Kali, if you want to grab the backlog beat down, I'll, I'll, I'll hit, grab the leaderboards. We got a very interesting first in first place on both leaderboards. So what I'm going to do for the first time ever here on the Loot Bros Podcast, I'm going to read both leaderboards simultaneously. Are you guys ready? What about the third one? 
Yeah, I have to have you bring the third one up. I don't have the link to that one. Cause I, I okay. So let me talk about this. Wait a board. second. How do you not have the link? Because I removed it from the document months and months and months, probably a year ago, because it would never populate. I was playing Steam games so that I could get achievements and stuff, and it wouldn't work. And then so Kevin Ryan made a made a leaderboard, and then didn't you make a leaderboard? Yes. We we have two. We we tried two of them, and they weren't populating correctly. So I just quit reading them out. If they're working now, we can do, totally add it. Psst! I put it in the notes. Oh, you added it to the document? Oh, okay. Yeah, a while ago. <laughs> Every week, I put it in there, hoping you would read it. This well, it's not a- with the other two. Where'd you it put it? It is. It's that white link below it. It's not there for me. That's weird. It's blacked out. It just says churchy. I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna see if I can make it work. <laughs> More riveting audio. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go with the ones that work for now. All right, true achievements leaderboard. Sadik is in first place with four hundred and five achievement points. Okay. Now I'm gonna stop right there. In first place on the true trophies leaderboard. Affectations don't with four hundred and five trophies. What I'm gonna stop you. I'm gonna stop you right there. The top person on the loot sys leaderboard is Static with four hundred and fifty one. Oh dang! That, that's pretty crazy though. You're four hundred five and four hundred five. Now, granted, I know they're not the same four hundred five um, points versus four hundred five actual trophies. Those numbers would be completely different, but. But that was pretty interesting. Second place on the true achievements board is I'm styling on you, bro, with 400. Second place on the true trophies board is Dat One Seagull with 199. The second person on the loot, bro, the the theme achievement board is the Alpha Seagull with 147. Dang. All right. Third place on the true achievements board is Sony putting to you with 330. Achievement points. Third place on the Loot Bros True Trophy Board is Redbeard Rick with 111. Uh, third place is 42J with 133. Dang, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. All right. Third, uh, fourth place on the True Achievements Leaderboard is the Bearded Nerd with 215 achievement points. Fourth place on the True Trophies board is Mr. Uh, Matt spelled backwards with 57. The fourth place on my board is Resident Daryl with zero. Oh, that's where it stops. That's where we're going to stop it. By the way, number I will say this. Fifth place on the True Achievements leaderboard is Dump Liquor with 130. I know you guys said last week you still don't know who Dump Liquor is. Dump Liquor is a co-worker of mine from my previous place of employment. Gotcha. I would like to read out the fifth place on my leaderboard just okay. because it's funny. It's the grounded gamer with negative five points. How do you get negative five points? <laughs> no idea. That's amazing. Fifth place on the True <laughs> Trophies leaderboard is I'm styling your bro of 51. There's that. There's that. Oh, wow. I was looking at my, uh, at the, at the, my spot <laughs> which is so terrible on the um on the leaderboard i only got 20 trophies this past week and the last trophy i got was in far cry 3 blood dragon on ps4 which i forgot i was playing that so all right 
Kalai, the backlog beatdown, would you please? I'm styling on your bro with 136 points. CJ Anderson with 96 points. Uh, Diego with 90 points. Daryl with 87. Redbeard Rick with 79. Gareth with 63. Joe with 57. JT with 56. Jared with 39. Alex Saunders with 31. I yield to no one with 30. Matthew Mulladane with 28. I'm at 22. James the Nerd is at 21. And so is Noah the Builder. How did Noah get so high? I wanted to ask that. Um, so he beat like Monster Hunter and uh, Horizon Forbidden West. And he beat, I mean, he's beat a handful of games. He beat Sonic Mania the other day. So um, him and his little, little girlfriend aren't doing good. So he's, he's kind of getting away from the. Oh, no. The what happened games. with the girlfriend? Um, yeah, yeah, it is teenage angst. They're trying to figure life out, all that stuff. Um, I will say this, he, he's been playing the crap out of apex lately. Like he's back on that whole train. And I think he's only like one trophy away from platinuming apex or not platinuming, but a hundred percenting. So he might already have it. I, I might need to give him some points for that. I didn't, I honestly didn't check, but I knew he was getting close. Wait, I'm very confused. Static is getting all these points and only has 20 on the backlog beatdown. Are you updating it for him? So Sadik doesn't use any of our socials, so he emails me the games that he beats that qualify. So and he okay. has not emailed me in a while. So Sadik, if you're listening, let me know what your points are looking at, bro. I'll add them. He's always got points, so he's playing games. I just don't know if all the games qualify or if he wants to claim them. Maybe maybe they're shameful games. Well, Trick is at 19 after he tried to convince the council that he should get three points for The Last of Us. Yeah, because the the way they changed the trophy list on the new Last of Us, which we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but apparently, so the original Last of Us was the game, and then they came out with a standalone DLC. Then when they made the remaster, they had the standalone DLC packaged in. With the, but it, but it still had, it was, it was still playable without the game. I don't, I actually don't even remember. Um, with the new version, it is built into the game and the trophy list. So, like, no, excuse me, the remaster shares a trophy list with the original game, but the game, the, the DLC was still standalone or still kind of standalone. With the new version, they combine the two trophy lists to make one trophy list because they got rid of the multiplayer. So he was suggesting, I don't think he was put being very forceful with it, but he was like, Hey, I beat the game. I beat the standalone DLC that has been released twice already. He's like, I should get the extra point, right? Cause he got the platinum as well. But in this one, they removed the multiplayer and then moved the combine the two trophy lists. And actually they have, they added new trophies as well too. So it didn't count. <laughs> Two points. So I get it. So, all right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Huh? Nah, the bottom ones the bottom ones haven't been moving much lately. No, they haven't. So all right. Speaking of The Last of Us, that brings us to this week's official topic. Kali, that's your cue. For what? This week's official topic. Twat, 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 twat. <laughs> <laughs> You got all into it last week, man. I was like, 
dang dude she's gonna freaking replace zach for the for the little theme jingle <laughs> yeah well after i told her that it wasn't up to snuff i think she may be ah, a little okay. gun shy this week there you go so it's your fault plus you know what to be perfectly honest you know i i, I threw up my back from carrying everybody <laughs> oh <laughs> dang son all right so with the the latest release of the last of us part one the remake of the remaster of the re-release um, and the controversies that surrounded it. What I wanted to do tonight was I wanted to pitch this to the panel. All right. I asked you guys bef- you know, before, had you played the games? Yes. Everyone here has played the last of us. I would imagine most everyone who's listened to this pot, who listens to this podcast has played the last of us. So this isn't going to be a last of a spoiler cast, but I did have a series of last of us themed questions to ask you guys. And I kind of wanted to talk about the last of us and games like it moving forward. So for starters, let's go around the the panel, starting with you, Matt, and just give what were your what was your general takeaway, your thoughts on the the Last of Us. So I played The Last of Us originally back when it released on PS3. I played it there as well as the Left Behind DLC. I did not play through the remastered i didn't buy the remastered so all of my experience is allocated directly to the ps3 just putting that out there Sweet. that said i loved that game uh, uh there's some out there who detract from the story have detract from some of the game mechanics i thoroughly enjoyed every second i played that game i love the relationship between joe and joel and ellie I love the way the story played out. I loved the character deaths. I loved the character survival. Those who survived, as much as some people may not like it, I loved the ending because of the way it just made you feel. Yep. Everybody talks about the giraffe moment being like their peak of the entire thing. I just remember the adrenaline of the last section going through the hotel or the hospital. Yeah. As Joel. Um, I remember Ellie using the bow to hunt in the winter. There's just so much of that game that's wrapped up in moments and moment to moment experience. I don't remember when I first became cognizant of the game, but I know that the second it came out, I had it and I had to play it, even though it was like zombie themed. And I think even to this day, we're still in a day with a lot of zombie stuff. The especially, especially the first half hour of that game, which people still talk about to this day as one of the most emotional roller coasters of any game. And it still holds up. And it's that's what's going to stick with my stick with me is that this game has so many great moment to moments. I'm eager to play through it again, but as we said before the show, I'm not willing to shell out $70 to have the privilege of playing in a a 
game with just basically newer, better textures. Right, right. I feel that. I feel that. And we're going to talk about that, actually. So, Kalai, what are your general thoughts of The Last of Us? I really liked The Last of Us. It's the reason I bought a PS4. I heard so much good things about it, and I really wanted to play it. So when I bought my PS4, I got the PS4 Last of Us bundle. So I did get the remastered PS4 version, only because that was the first one I played. Heck yeah. Um, I, you know, I guess I'm desensitized a lot to the like the tragedies that they stick in stuff in movies and games to move you. So like the whole start of the game just didn't. I was like, okay, that happened, whatever. Um, like it didn't move me, but the ending and the relationship did actually stick with me, and I did like the ending of the the first one. Like in the beginning, it's sad what happens with Joel, but like I'm not invested in Joel at that point. You know, by the end of the game, I'm invested in Joel and I'm invested in uh, Ellie. And I mean, even the amazing part where they get to the giraffes, that was really cool. Like it just had some really cool parts about it. I also had stuff I didn't like the fact that stupid, the kid couldn't stupidly swim. (laughs) That's so funny. I just played that part today (laughs) where you first first encounter that. So, yeah, I got to chime in on all and, and agree. Second, both of you, I, I love The Last of Us. I think it's one of the greatest games ever made. I think it's one of the greatest stories ever told in a video game. And it really kicked off like deep, meaningful narratives in video games, in my opinion. That opening scene shocked me, you know, like when that happens, I was like, are you what? I wasn't expecting that. I, I didn't. I just wasn't ready. It was good. It was so good. Um, but that game was the first game I ever played that playing the game wasn't fun. It was an experience, you know, like I, I like I played through it and I was like, I don't know that I enjoyed playing that, but I loved every minute of it. Like it was a game that that just resonated but also like i didn't it wasn't i don't know it just wasn't fun you know i was like i love it but holy crap that got heavy because i like you like to say something yeah well i think that's indicative of most sony studio games at this point starting with the last of us and i've said this multiple times the stories are moving it's an amazing story but a lot of times the gameplay is lackluster. And I'm hoping that kind of is different in the new Ghost of Tsushima. But I feel like that's a big thing with Sony. Like, oh, you know, we're, you know, because Sony is a movie production company too. So they do have some very talented, you know, story writing over there. But their video game tactics, like the Order 1886, I love the story behind that. I thought it was really interesting. But I thought it was probably one of the worst you know, mechanics in a video game. Beautiful graphics, but it was Simon Says. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I'm hearing things like that a lot. I think that people are getting, you know, they've, they've experienced the formula and they're looking for something new. Um, it is my favorite style of game. And I think Sony games are some of the most fun games to play out there. Um, I, it's ver- it's rare that I play a Sony game and I don't and I don't enjoy myself. The Last of Us, 
I say it wasn't fun, not because it's not a fun game to play necessarily, but it was more of an experience to me. And it was a game that I actually did not revisit. Um, I quite enjoyed my time with it, but I didn't play the, I I started left behind. um, And I don't know why I didn't finish it, but I only played the first probably 20, 30 minutes of it. Um, But I, Walked away from that game going, I could never play that again. And that is going to be the benchmark moving forward for storytelling in a video game. I just thought it was amazing. Um, So when the remaster came out shortly after, I mean, what, a year later, two years later at max, I was like, I bought it and it's been sitting on my shelf ever since. But I was like, I, I, I put it in. I think I played at the beginning of the game again, a little bit through it. I was like, you know what? I don't. I'm not ready to play through that again. I want to get some distance on it, let it let it sit, let it marinate for a little while, then I'll come back to it and go, oh, man. Then here we are nine years later, <laughs> and they have, re I'm using the quote fingers, remade the game. So Sony announces that they are doing the Last of Us remake. They've given it a fresh coat of paint. They've changed some textures. They've added some things. Apparently, they added some new game mechanics, things of that nature. I can't speak to that because I haven't played it, but I've been listening to a bunch of podcasts and it got me thinking, I've been very standoff about buying this game because it seemed, in my opinion, a little, not so much predatory, but it seemed a little bit like, I hate the word cash grab because it's like, their company, their, their whole existence is to grab cash, to make money. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if you got something that makes money, make money with it. So I don't want to call it that, but it seemed very much like here's the pattern. We put out this game, like the the original Last of Us was like world changing when it comes to video games. All right. So it's one of the greatest games ever made. But then like a year later, a year and a half later, two years later, whatever, they re they remastered it for the for the PS4. So it's like, okay, you've already re-released this once. Now doing it again. To me, just seemed like unappetizing. Like I didn't, I didn't want anything to do with that. And the whole time that this game's been kind of like building its momentum and doing its marketing campaign, I've been very much in the camp of no, I'm not buying that. I'm not definitely not paying seventy dollars for it because you already did this to me. You put the game out and then you re put it out again shortly after, and then now you're the next generation. You're putting out another time. So for me, I've been in camp. Don't buy the quote remake. Because I've already bought the game twice, and I got it free for plus. So where do you guys stand um, on this this game releasing another time? I um, I'm I think it was a good game. I think it's a good story. But again, the gameplay for me was not fantastic. It didn't make me feel like I want to replay this all over again. And you know. This coming from someone who's bought Skyrim five times. Like, every time I play Skyrim, I can play a different character. I can play a different weapon. I can try something else. Or even Monster Hunter, with Matt and I have bought every single one of Monster Hunter. Again, I can change things up. For me, I can't change things up. And so for me, replaying it, I already know the story would just kind of be boring for me. And for $70. Now, I get why they want it to... Do, I get I get why they wanted to do this. There's usually a couple of reasons. One of the reasons they like to remaster to a new system 
is it helps them learn how to program for the new right. system. But they've already put out The Last of Us Part 2 on it. So that kind of throws it out the way. But the PlayStation 5 does have ray tracing. I've already experienced this on PC. So some people, I get wanting to rebuy that game for how beautiful it would look on that new system. And I'm sure it looks very beautiful. Am I going to spend the $70 for it? Mm, no, I think I could do better. Plus, if you think about it, they've already given away The Last of Us before on PlayStation Plus. Give it a little while. It's going to go up on their service. It's going to be given away yep. as a free game. Yep, I, I agree. I agree with that completely. What about you, Matt? So, as much as I gushed about the game, like I said, and similar to what Kalai is feeling is... I've already played through that game once and from everything, all the reviews I've seen, all the videos that have been done, it seems like it's a one-to-one remake just with updated graphics and maybe some new mechanics to take advantage of the dual sense. And that's not enough for me to pay the Sony tax of $70 for a game. So you get for, taxed too now. Yeah. Well, it's, it's everybody's on that <laughs> yeah. bandwagon. Um, but for a game that came out technically less than 10 years ago, yep, yep. it it just it doesn't make sense for me to me personally play that. Now I, we know guys like Tricky who that's his game. That's that's the one game. Kali and I had this conversation before. You know, I bought Monster Hunter World twice, once on console and once on PC, so that way I can play with my friends. I'm not above spending money for a game that we could play multiple times. But Last of Us took such a heavy, takes a heavy emotional toll to play. And I actually disagree with Kali. I love the gameplay. I love the mechanics in the game. But everything else about the game, if they haven't changed anything, to me, updated graphics aren't necessarily enough for me to go buy that game i liken that to what our conversation about dead space is where we recently played through it for the book club and that game still holds up today and that game was released in 2007 2008 yep and they're coming out with the remake and people are going to say well you're just going to play the same game again well no not necessarily because there's a massive upgrade Yep. to what they're doing from the old game to what they're doing now. And we've seen that in the visuals and we've seen how that can affect that type of genre, but they're also changing things up in the game. The The directors and devs have come out and said that they're, it's not going to be a one-to-one playthrough, whereas last of us is. So I don't see the necessity of going out and spending the money. And to me, it's almost like naughty dog came out and said, all right, well, we made last of us part two, Let's make a box that says Last of Us Part 1 so you can (laughs) marry them together. Ha ha. And I don't know why, and I know it's more than that, and Kalai is absolutely right in that there's a level that they go, okay, well, this will help us learn more about the system. But to me, it's I just can't get that out of my head. They're like, well, we just wanted to make it so that both are available on the same ecosystem at the same time with the same graphical fidelity so that way you guys can get all the same experience. Right. I think if they did a bundle and said, Hey, both games for $80, 
I think that would have made a lot more sense than this one game for 70. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And I agree. I agree with that. And and I thought to me, I was like, all the rumors were coming out about it. I was like, man, they're just going to, they're just going to put them together. They're going to do the PS five version of the last of us two, because that still hasn't come out yet. And they're going to do the, PS5 version of Last of Us One with haptic feedback, but it'll be the same game. And I think the and this is and this is the the struggle I've had, which is why I want to talk about it with people tonight because I've been internally like, why am I against this one? But I've bought Resident Evil Four on every console that it's ever come out on, including mobile, and I'm getting ready to buy the remake of that game. And that game came out in 2005. Now, granted, that's a that's a lot longer. And this game will benefit greatly from a remake, from a actual remake. And Capcom has shown that their remakes are actual remakes; that they do change things, they add content. Sometimes they take away content, which kind of sucks. Um, but their remake track record is like phenomenal. Like the Naughty Dog just kind of gave us the same game again. Technically, in my argument, has been they give us less game because they're not giving us the multiplayer mode. You know, the remaster that came out on PS4 had the core game, the DLC, and factions. This version costs more, and it doesn't have the multiplayer. What probably makes it sting a little bit more is that, you know, your PS5 is backwards compatible. So it's not like yes. you can't walk in and get the PS4 version and just play it on the PS5 version. Correct. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. So it does stink a little bit to me. Okay. But I've put all that aside. Okay. And so oh, the game's great. I don't want to buy the new one, but you know what? I never played the remaster. Like Matt was talking about earlier, my only experience, really my only experience was playing um the PS3 version. So I decided I was going to put it in this week and play through the remaster version. Guys, this game's so good. Still so good. It's still so freaking good. Like Granted, a lot's a lot's happened since The Last of Us came out. Other games have tried to emulate The Last of Us. I think there's other games out there that do tell really good stories. I think The Last of Us has set the bar, and a lot of other developers have tried to have tried to compete in that space. And it's one of those things to where you know how, like, when Call of Duty or we'll use uh, PUBG as an example, right? PUBG comes out with Battle Royale, and then Fortnite comes out with Battle Royale. And then everyone else comes out with Battle Royale. But Battle Royale is not really getting better for it. There's just a lot of them, and typically they, they suck. Mm, you know, there's the ones that were good that started it, and then everything else is just kind of background noise. Good storytelling like, sets a different precedent. And, and I don't know if this is necessarily like the case all over the place, but like, when The Last of Us came out with good storytelling and, and narrative in a game, it seemed like everyone else that has that's been trying to do that, they've been better for it. Like I don't think games are have gotten worse for trying to tell better stories. Does that make sense? Sort of, but again, it's to me it's this it's the Sony formula. I'm not even just talking about Sony. I'm talking about gaming in general, right? Like, so like storytelling in general, since this has come out, has gotten better. I, I'm thinking about like, games like Plague Tale Innocence. Have you guys played that? Yeah. No. That's a, that's a good game. It's a good game. And it's, it's a cool, it's got a good story. And it's got a good 
tone to it and good atmosphere. And it reminds me, it doesn't necessarily remind me of the last of us so much, but it reminds like the tone and the relationship between the, the girl and her brother and how she's looking after him and taking care of him. It was like, man, this is, I feel like, and I don't have any, any way to prove it, but I feel like that storytelling and games have gotten better. have taken themselves more serious and they've done um, things that maybe they weren't going to do because of the games like the last of us that exist. Now, as I'm going back through this game, I'm like, man, it is, it's, 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 it's a masterpiece. It's really, really as good as I remembered. And Matt, I'm going to lean to you for this one. Like we played it on the PS3 and that was a relatively new experience. Um, and at the time it, in my memory it played fine like gameplay wise like the actual shooting mechanics and all that stuff it played fine i remember feeling like well it's a little hard to aim and things come at you kind of fast and it's like oh man this is like like the chaos of it all kind of ramps up but then over the years i've played so many games shooting has gotten so much better and most games give you auto aim and things like that and it's just pretty much like a click click point and shoot and and you and you're good Going back to this game and it's like, man, like it's still like that chaos and that like the shooting mechanics are kind of like, I won't say floaty, but they're, they don't really, they're not impactful. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm actually playing the game right now. I'm like, dude, like (laughs) I got three or four enemies on me and like shooting is just a terrible idea. At this point, I just got to melee my way through the game. (laughs) And, uh, and you were talking earlier about enjoying the mechanics, man, the stealth in the game. It's good. Like the crouching and using your grounded, you know, like vision or whatever, which again is a, a bit of a Sony staple. But like, man, like the, the actual stealth mechanics and the kills, they're it, it's really holding up. So I don't know if you, how much you remember that stuff. If you want to, you know, touch on any of that anymore. But man, I, I'm, I'm quite enjoying going back through it again. So. <sighs> It's exactly as you describe. I remember, you know, you're trying to be stealthy. You're trying to get through a section as not easy as possible, but at, with as little little chaos as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'm going to round this corner. I'm going to get this guy. And you just miss that one person behind you. And now you've got a swarm of runners yep. and maybe even a clicker. And now you're like, oh shit, I've got five bullets. Okay, let me see how I'm going to hit this guy. I'm going to throw a brick at that one. I'm going to throw a bottle and Molotov at that one. And it's very frantic. And I'm happy to hear that it's holding up a little bit. I liken this back to, uh, I picked up Resistance Fall of Man for the PS3. Such a good game. And I remember playing it back in the day and the controls were so good and I could do everything. And I'm loading it up now, and I'm like, wow, I can't aim for crap on this. What <laughs> yeah. the hell? Because the technology has gotten better. Yep. But like I said with Dead Space, the controls still hold up. Yes. Here, uh, since I haven't played it, I can't speak to how the original PS3 or the remaster or even the new remake play. Maybe the remake does something in the way of tightening up the controls that makes those tense moments a little easier to deal with. I'm speculating. But yes, I remember playing the original game and having those tense 
stealth sections and those frantic action sections where you got runners coming after you because you messed up shiving somebody. Yep. And it, it's just, it's those, again, moment to moment gameplay values that really made that game for me. Everything just packaged up so tightly. Um, I never played it on the hardest difficulty, which I think doesn't give you the yeah. echo mode. Correct. Because uh, I'm a chicken shit and I won't <laughs> play a game like that. But for people who go through that to get the platinum, that's just that extra icing on top showing how good and proficient they are at the game that the mechanics work and do what you're supposed to do. Yes, yes. And I've got I've got a few friends that have gone through all the different difficulties. That is not for me. And I will say this, with the new game out, it seems like the platinum is much more attainable. They have taken away all the difficulty trophies. I mean, it took away the the 40-hour multiplayer trophies. So is that how Tricky got the Platinum? Yes. Yeah, because, I mean, realistically, you have to beat the game on hard to unlock Survivor. You have to beat the game on Survivor to unlock Grounded. And then you had to do the Factions mode, which numbers are... I hear 48 to 50 hours to do the Factions mode, like the online. So that's a grind, a kick in the nuts of a Platinum. And then, and it was one of those... Like for me, it's like the game was really good, and I and I, and I I don't know if it's like a, there's something about when I play a game that just strikes a nerve, like strikes a chord, like this is amazing. It I don't always go back and do the cleanup for the trophies and stuff. The Last of Us was like that. Heavy Rain was another one for me. I freaking love Heavy Rain. I thought the storytelling in that game was amazing. But that is not a game I wanted to go back and 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 play over and over and over and and see all the ins and outs to get the, the trophies. It was kind of one of those games where I played it, and I keep telling myself I'm going to go back to it. But like my story was, I got the worst ending in the game, but that was my story, and it was so good. Um, with The Last of Us, part of me didn't want to go back because the I, I've walked away from it. Like Matt was saying earlier, like that ending was awesome. Like. That ending, I was like, man, like, <laughs> what an effed up ending. That's not the way I expected it to go. And, and that's what I love about it, because it, you're supposed to feel a way about that ending. And some people, because of what it is, you could. some people could be happy. Other could, people could be like, well, I need to go talk to my therapist now. <laughs> that is just yeah. not what I was expecting. And... Ellie's last word of okay. Yep. Like it just it just a gut punch of everything that you went through in that game. Yeah, it was it was good. And I don't know, man, like I don't know, like I went into this the last of us, the new part one. Where's part one is the PS5 version. But I went into this with this idea that I didn't want it. Like I didn't want it to exist. I didn't want it. You've already sold this game to me twice. It's too soon. It's not enough for what you're uh, asking. And then as I'm playing through the remaster, because I've been listening to enough people talk about it, I'm like reliving the game. I'm like, dang it, man. It's waiting on me. <laughs> it's weighing, It's wearing me down. Now, I'm not paying 70 bucks for the game. I'm not doing it. But a week ago, two weeks ago, I wasn't even going to play it. You know, I, I had told myself, I'm going to play anything. I'm going to play the remaster because I already own that one. And I own it digitally and physically, and I haven't played it, so I'm going to do it. Now I'm playing it. I'm like, 
I might play this, and then when the other one's cheaper, or like Kalai said earlier on the service, I might go back and then get the platinum. <laughs> uh, so the other question is: Did they put out the Last of Us Part One and do all this because of how badly the second one was was received? So, you know, a lot of the podcasts and the rumors and speculation I've heard don't necessarily say anything about the reception of part two, but more so on the, there was an internal Sony studio. Um, This was actually said on one of the most recent Sacred Symbols Plus episodes. They said that like the internal art studio that was doing the remaster, apparently Naughty Dog wasn't feeling what they were doing or their progress with it. So they took it on internally, um, you know, as kind of like, we'll just take it. We'll make it right. We'll do it ourselves kind of thing. And the guy that was the head of the studio ended up leaving. So I I don't know. Sounds like there might have been like whatever was originally being worked on wasn't great. And Naughty Dog, you know, just was like, no, we'll do it ourselves. So but, you know, they said the reason why they did the remaster originally was because, like I was saying earlier, they wanted to learn the architecture of the system and put a game out. You know, they said with this one, this is the version that they always dreamed of having out. So who knows? Uh, Sounds to me like it was probably, you know, easy money while they're working on this factions game. Cause apparently the factions that was supposed to release with the last of us two is now becoming a full fledged game. And that's taken a while, and uh, they've got another game in the in the works. It's supposed to be some kind of sci fi fantasy game. So, I don't know. I don't know. You know, we've we, they left us with a with the opportunity to get more Uncharted as well. So, I don't know what they're doing, but I will say this: I'm I'm playing through the game again, and it's good. And I wanted to have a conversation with people about it because I was feeling some kind of way, and I'm listening to podcasts where people are playing it, and it's they're really enjoying it. And then listen to other podcasts where they're like, oh, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not giving them my money. But I know here, you know, we've got all different walks of life on our show. We got gamers that play everything. You know, we got the PC crowd. We got the JRPG crowd. We got the Xbox crowd. We got the Sony ponies. I mean, like, we've got it all over here. So, I, I mean, we can bounce things off of each other. I can get good feedback from you guys. And I wanted to put it out there that, like, if you're thinking about playing it again, we have it on PS Plus Extra. We got it for PS um, Plus. If you or yeah, the game collection. If you bought a PS Five, you get The Last of Us. They gave it to us on PlayStation Plus just for having a subscription. Um, and the game's actually only like ten bucks. So like, there's plenty of ways to play it. But I, I highly recommend it. And if you haven't revisited, it, like Matt, I know we got a lot of things we're doing, you know, game club wise. And, and you guys are also playing games that you guys play together. But if, you, if you're thinking about revisiting it, and since you hadn't played it since the PS3 days, it's uh that remaster is still a good version to play. I, I think go back to your question. I think there's value in the part one version existing because despite it, only being nine years or so since the originally came out, there still might be somebody who's never played or touched the game before. And to Kali's point, yes, you can go out and get the PS4 remastered to play on PS5. But if you have a PS5 and you're interested in the game, I think this is the ultimate way to play. My contention isn't so much that it shouldn't exist, 
you shouldn't be charging full price for a game that you already built most of the background on. Um, I don't know when development started on this version, but something tells me that a good amount of their work was already done for them. And if they spent most of their time just prettying everything up and adding some new controller mechanics, to me, that's, that's not worth the standard price for a brand new game that Sony has been trying to, to do since the PS five released, especially when for all intents and purposes, not everybody can still get their hands on a PS five. It's easier than it's been, but it's still, it's still not as readily available as say like an Xbox series S or X. They got them in uh, my local Walmart. They got series X's. The whole thing is built. Um, but I, I think for me personally, if the game came out at $50, I'd probably pull the trigger. But no, because on top of everything else, they're raising the price by $100 of that PlayStation 5. Well, so they're not just raising I'd... it here, though. That's not in America. Are you sure? I'm positive. Yeah, positive. Okay. But yeah, you still break up a good point is that other. Other countries are getting price hikes on the PS5 between $50 to $100, depending on where you are. But for a game that is a remake, they could have, Sony and Naughty Dog could have won a ton of positive press by not charging the standard fee that they're now charging for PS5 generation games. And, And after the reception of Last of Us 2. Like that would have been the move, you know. I, I I think this shouldn't have existed for a while. E- even though I'm, my opinion is not near as strong as it used to be on it. Like me personally, from a business perspective, I would have done something completely different than The Last of Us. Then brought a remake out. Personally, I also would have bundled it with an upgraded version of The Last of Us Two. Maybe put them together. Sold them, you know, last last of us one, last of us two at a discount. I would have like, you know, maybe forty dollars a piece or seventy dollars together or something like that, you know. But I would have never, never, never I would have personally never greenlit a seventy dollar version of it. I mean, I mean, Kali, sorry to cut it in, no, you're but good, like you're good. Kali was talking earlier. How many times have you bought Skyrim? But you also haven't paid full price for Skyrim on every purchase, have you? No, that's correct. I haven't. And that's the one thing about, I would have to say, kind of what I like about PC. And I know, I know all your PlayStation people are groaning and, you know, TurboTax (laughs) and stuff. But for us, what the PS5 version of The Last of Us is doing is is letting you use that ray tracing, which I get in, in, in our systems and our PCs. They're giving those upgrades for free, or they're charging maybe ten bucks to upgrade. I know the Skyrim, like if you own Skyrim, they put out an anniversary edition for twenty bucks. You got the better version of the game. You're not paying fifty dollars. Or I can mod it for free. Or you Ooh. can mod it for free. <laughs> so why didn't they do that? Why didn't they like plug in a DLC for an extra ten bucks into the game that would upgrade your graphics setting? They say it's not as simple as just upgrading the graphics that they've done a lot with the character models and all the other stuff. Yada, yada, yada. I don't know. Um, I'm not making excuses for it because I'm, again, 
that I'm still not about it. But revisiting the game, it's great. Now I want to, unless you guys got some final thoughts, I kind of want to pivot off The Last of Us for something. And then we're going to get out of here. Sure, go for it. I don't have anything else. Anything else, Matt? You're good. Okay, cool. So sticking with Sony for just a minute. Uh, Kali mentioned it earlier and Matt mentioned it earlier. We have our game. Kali, you might have mentioned it on the last episode and I was just thinking about it. Either way, we do have our uh, Loot Bros Game Club. Okay. Uh, we were talking about Ghost of Tsushima earlier, talking about that Sony formula. Um, Matt, you were talking about playing the DLC earlier. November 3rd is the date. That is the, the, the night we will be recording our review discussion on Ghost of Tsushima. That is our most recent. Um, Loot Bros Game Club, voted on by the patrons. Um, the first week of October, the new list will go out on Patreon for everyone to vote on. Um, we're going to be taking submissions. The podcast hosts are going to put together the bulk of them, and then we'll take a few from the community and then let the patrons vote on the next game that we play. I say that to say this I'm not putting the last of us on there. It, Especially since I'm playing right now, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to play it, have a conversation about it, and then we get to the time where it votes, and it's like, oh, the Last of Us got picked. Shocker! <laughs> so I'm not putting the Last of Us on there. What about the Last of Us Part Two? If it's on one of the services, you know, if we. I, I mean, we can put it on there. If you guys want to oh, submit that one, one. I'm not submitting that one, but yeah. Either way, uh, Kali, Matt, thank you so much for joining me in Talking Shop tonight. Thank you so much for um, being a great set of co-hosts, sounding boards to to bounce things off of. I definitely appreciate you guys. Um, we got an episode of the Driftcast. By the time you hear this, this will have already released in the on the Patreon and in the feeds. Um, thank you guys for coming together and holding the the stinky switch stor- uh, torch. <laughs> sorry there's a podcast i listen to where they call it the stinky switch and i think it's freaking hilarious so um yeah like i said loot bros podcast guys leave reviews check out our groups um join in on the the game club i think it's going to be pretty awesome i have ghost of tsushima uh queued up on my special gaming position and i'm going to be starting that this weekend as a matter of fact Tomorrow, from the time of recording, my wife has to work the evening. So I may even play some Ghost of Tsushima tomorrow. So nice. Pretty stoked about it. So, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the Loot Bros Podcast, and we're out of here.